Sixth one is, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And I'd like to read out a verse of scripture which I haven't given to Lorraine. So Lorraine, please don't get upset if you think I haven't given this to you. All right, because I've... So it's from Matthew chapter 6 and verses 19 to 21. It says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where the thief breaks in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths rust and cannot destroy and thieves okay, do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the, desire, the desires of your heart will also be. Let us just pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it has been and is a lamp unto our feet. We thank you, Lord, that we are the bringers and the carers of the good news of the gospel. Help us, Lord, to understand what it might be to share this in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Well, we've now come to uh, part eight of this series called Simplify. And sometimes it's been really quite hard to try and keep it as simple as I possibly can. And I'm going to try again to do that very same thing. Because the title is God's Call on Your Life. And these verses that I read out just a moment ago from Psalm 119... Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I would call some verses in the Bible iconic. They almost stand alone. They speak to our hearts. And those words from Isaiah, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And I was thinking about Matthew chapter 6 and verses 19 to 21, and I began to ask myself, well, Ian, where's your treasure? And uh, one of the things that uh, came to my mind when I was thinking about treasures, um, someone said to me just recently, they went to the Tower of London and they saw the crown jewels. I don't know what thing comes to your mind when you think of a treasure. Is it an object? Is it a place? Is it something that you own? Or is it a person? When you think of treasure, we all can think of different things. And a number of years ago, um, uh, I have a bit of a a funny sense of humour at times, and uh, I can remember having a picture up on our wall. It's only a picture. It's of a David Shepherd painting. And uh, many years ago, some people used to come into our house and say, Oh, you've got a David Shepherd painting. Yeah, but it's only a print And they said, yeah, but it's worth a lot of money. I said, no, it's worthless. And they go, oh, no, but you can't have a David Shepherd painting that says nine elms on the bottom and say to them it's worthless. Well, I said it is because I actually wrote to David Shepherd many years ago. And I said, dear David, uh, my mother was left this picture. I told her the whole story, which I won't bore you now about. But uh, I said, "Um, is it worth anything? And he said, dear Ian, No. But it's only worth something to the bearer. 
it's only worth something to the bearer. Now, between you and I, it's not a numbered painting, so it hasn't got a number on it, you know, one of 500, right? It's just a painting. It's beautiful. But I enjoy telling that story because it's worthless. But yet, I treasure it. It brings a happy memory to me for various other reasons. But I want to ask you the question, what do you treasure? And I thought to myself, how can I explain this to all of you today? And I think that there is a treasure that we all have. And I just wonder whether I've missed it or we've all missed it. And it's quite simply this. Is God's treasure his word that we can share with others? Now, this week, um, I was in very, a very awkward situation. It was a beautiful location. I was in Pool Harbour. Now, um, I don't know what you're like, but I sometimes get very inquisitive. And I was always taught, if you can't afford it, never ask the question. And so, I, so here it goes. So there I was, sitting on the quayside. And there was this beautiful boat. And I looked at it, and of course I turned to Diane. I said, I wonder how much that is. And I said, you'd never be able to afford it. I said, oh, I'm sure I could. So anyway, so long story short, I went up and had a chat with someone. Diane said, please don't. Well, you know, so there I go. So I said, look, I said, could you just, like, just, just you know, how much is this? And this person said to me, it's 16 million pounds. <laughs> and my face must have told a story. I just went, I said, oh, that's lovely. That's great. That's super. I mean, it must be fantastic for someone to have, you know, 16 million. And I began to think, I wasn't coveting it, so don't get me wrong, all right? Okay. But the man did say to me, oh, certainly, sir, but you see down the quayside here, we have some boats down here for a million. And I said, not today. But, uh, but in all seriousness, I began to sort of think to myself, and, uh, you know, I think, is that someone's treasure? Probably not. You know, if I could afford 16 million, I can't, but if I, but if I could afford 16 million for a boat, I could probably afford to, like, I wouldn't be worried about parking in the pool quayside and, you know, the man was busy there, you know, doing this stuff, like looking after it for someone, or it could have been the owner, who knows. However, he's got the blessing of owning something quite beautiful. I couldn't quite get my head around sleeping on a boat having paid £16 million for it and still being at sea. I still can't quite work that one out. Um, but anyway, but that's what people do. And I think it's absolutely lovely if someone treasures that. But then it got me thinking about my life. God's call on my life. What do I treasure? Do I treasure God's word? Um, and I want to just share with you uh, briefly, if I can, Billy Graham, who died earlier in the year, he had um, a life's verse for his life. And I just want you to think about this, if I can, get you to think about this, to reflect on it and maybe act on it. Is there a verse that is your life verse? Now, I'm going to share with you Billy Graham's life verse. And at the end, I'm going to share with you what I think at the moment is my life's verse. So this is Billy Graham's. His life verse was... Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14. He says, As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified 
and the world's interest in me has also died. Now that is Billy Graham's life verse. And a, a week or so ago, I began to think to myself on my journey, on God's call on my life. Now we are ordinary people in an ordinary world living with an extraordinary God who loves us through Jesus Christ. And I want you to try and think of what would be, don't tell me now, but what would be your life's verse or your verse that speaks into your life at the moment for a season? And I began to look at various verses, verses like Jeremiah 29, verse 11 to 12, for the plans I know I have for you. Psalm 25, verse 7, for the sins of my past have been forgiven. For Diane and I, when we uh, got married, um, we chose a piece of music, and it was from Psalm 1. Quite why we chose that, I don't really have any idea, but it seemed like good at the time, because I turned up late, and that's another story for another day. But it was the idea of meditating on God's Word, sitting beside a tree and meditating on God's Word. Or there was my baptismal verse from John chapter 1 and verse 12, to become a child of God. And for me, Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6, is probably my life's verse at the moment. And it goes like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And this week, I've... I've been meditating on that just this week. I've just been reminded of the word trust. Just trust, Ian. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your own understanding. And it's a praise. For me, it's a, it's a wonderful praise, that, that opportunity to just trust God. But also there's an idea of leaning, of being face down. That idea of depending on God at times which we all need to. Those times where we don't know maybe where God is and what he is saying. How can we trust in the Lord? And I want to encourage you to reflect on God's calling for my life, for your life, and to think about the treasure that you have. To think about God's word, about being a treasure for you from heaven. God's word that you can share with someone else. And it's a challenge for me to think about, well, what's my verse for my life? Billy Graham has chosen his. I've chosen mine. What's your verse? I would invite you to maybe spend some time thinking about your life's verse, or maybe for a season, and to journey back through your life, and to think about, what verses are there that you cling to? What are those verses that almost excite you? I mean, that verse for me, to trust in the Lord, okay, with all your heart, that means, Ian, like, with all your being. Now, I'm not going to jump up and down because I'll be very embarrassed, all right? But with all your heart, Ian, trust in the Lord. Where's your safety? Where's your love for God? It's in trusting Jesus Christ, who is my Saviour and my Lord. And for each one of us, wherever we are, whether it's at work, at home, or at play, wherever we are, you need to have, I invite you 
to think about a life's verse. Is there a life's verse for you? And it's probably a, a challenge for me to think about all those times where I can look back on my life and seeing it is a God who has been at work in and through me. Amen. Now we're going to sing um, a very famous chorus, Thy word is a lamp.